WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Break the wall! Break down the walls! I'm getting so tired of all the Lev Bell conspiracy theories. That he's not reporting because he would flunk a drug test, or he pushed back his reporting date because he's pissed about what the lineman said last week when he didn't show up for week one. Bell and his agent laid out a plan, and he's sticking to it. He's going to burn this year on his contract with as little wear and tear as possible. Backs that get 400 touches often go into quick decline. That's not opinion. That's fact. Look it up. So that's how it is. Don't worry about Bell. Just hope that Connor can keep doing it. This is a big week for Connor. Can he follow up? Can he handle the workload? And he might have to do it without David DeCastro. So, Lev Bell conspiracy theories, you're all wet. And guess what? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Merch Plumbing Comp under name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. A candid admission earlier today by the Steelers' offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner, who seemed to regret leaving James Conner in for every single running back snap for the Steelers that game, said that was the first-year offensive coordinator getting it wrong, and that certainly implies that Samuels and Ridley will see some snaps this Sunday at home against Kansas City. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Here's that Burt Lawton tweet from earlier. Burt, of course, where the hell is it? Why did this update? It's not supposed to update on its own. Damn it. Now I got to. The Twitter, I didn't think Twitter updated unless you hit refresh. Anyway, Stephen A. Smith said earlier today that Ben Roethlisberger ain't what he used to be. Burt Lawton, the Steelers PR guy tweeted, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's stats in his previous four games, including playoffs, prior to week one of 2018 are 123 for 183, 67.2 completion percentage, 1,482 yards passing, that averages to 370.5 per game, 11 touchdowns and two interceptions, and he won one AFC Offensive Player of the Week award against Baltimore. Every time Ben has a bad game, and I don't know why this happens, but every time Ben has a bad game, like he did at Cleveland, people just want to write him off. I don't get that. I absolutely do not get that at all. 412-333-9939 is the number to do. If you could pick a Steeler to drop off your season tickets, you know, like the Penguins do, who would you pick? And what would your expectations be of him? That's a stupid topic. We won't talk about it long, so bring it on right now. You'll try to be funny, but you won't be. And uh, would they have a chance if Josh Dobbs played against Kansas City? Because I think they would have zero chance. I think if Josh Dobbs played against the Chiefs 10 times, the Steelers would be 0-10. You know, as you know, playing it in the first game context, which obviously he could only do once. 
Here's a uh, health update. I told you that they found out what was wrong with me. I have a parasite in my intestinal system, and I need to kill it with antibiotics for the next week. Here's the problem. It'll work. Antibiotics have always made me nauseous and queasy, and these ones are making me dizzy and sluggish. Like, uh, when, when I go to a break during the show, these last couple days on the antibiotics, I don't know if I do it every segment, but I know I switch off sometimes, where I just kind of sit there. Or I go in the bathroom and splash water in my face. I've always reacted very badly to antibiotics, but it beats having Montezuma's revenge for over a month, which has been the case. This last month's been, like, lost for me. And, of course, uh, I'm well enough to work, but not well enough to do, like, go to Vegas. Oh, here's some other personal news. You don't care, but it irritates you when I talk about it, which is fun for me. Barring tragedy, which has struck before, I'm getting the new cat next Tuesday. If I think of it, I'll get a picture and post it. Her name will be Clipper. I don't know why. Maybe because Gateway Clipper is sponsoring my Sunday Steelers pregame show, but her name will be Clipper. She's a five-month-old kitten, and she looks mean as a snake, quite frankly. Let's go to Lou in the car. Lou, you're on with these super hey, genius. How are you, super genius? Good. What's up? Um, I had a question for you. Um, I was curious if Lev Bell holds out before it's after week 10 so they can get a six weeks in to have the season count. What if the Steelers deactivated him for the last Well, no, we, we've, ta- we've talked about this. If the Steelers, if he came in at that point, the Steelers could put him on the uh, exempt list for two weeks and then wouldn't burn off his year. But I don't think they would be petty enough to do that. I think given that possibility, Bell will probably show up after eight weeks. But at this point, the Steelers just want rid of Lev Bell. They can't do it now because he still represents their best chance to win the Super Bowl, and they don't want him to go to New England. Seriously, you don't think that's a fear? If you retracted the franchise tag, Lev Bell might go to New England for half a season. And then where would the Steelers be? It would be... The embarrassment of the James Harrison situation times 20. And to reiterate, what what Tomlin should have done at that point was just tell James Harrison to go home. We're going to pay you, but go home because you're not going anywhere else. But instead, they tried to be, I guess, quote-unquote, fair to James Harrison, and it turned into a nightmarish scenario. But I don't think the Steelers would put Bell on the exempt list because do you really think they want to keep him around another year and go through this another year? Because I don't think they do. Let's go to uh, Frank and Carnegie. Frank, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, what do you think about Vegas giving the Steelers only five points against uh, Kansas City? Is that a sucker bet? No, the Steelers then, are favored, correct? I thought they were. I, you no, know, I'm you pretty sure right. they might be minus five. No, the Steelers are favored. Well, I, okay, then I got that. I'm wrong. I thought it was Every, uh, Everybody is saying Kansas City's going to win, but unless unless something's reversed badly, the Steelers are favored by five and a half. Well, then is that a sucker bet that they're trying to get? Vegas knows something we don't, I guess. Don't You see, the, the, the idea of the line is to balance the bets on each side. I'll give you a case in point. The Toronto Maple Leafs are currently the favorite to win the Stanley Cup in Vegas. 13 to 2 odds, right? Okay. And that's not because anybody in Vegas thinks they're going to win the Stanley Cup. 
It's because they acquired John Tavares, and because of that, the Maple Leafs fans, and there are many of them, they're Canada's national team for the English-speaking population of Canada. Uh, They are 13-2, and they're getting so many bets from Toronto fans that the casinos want to make sure they're covered if by some miracle they win. If they let them go off at 30-1 to and everybody bets it and they pull it off, that's too much money to pay out. The line is to balance the amount of bets on each side. And by the way, the Chiefs are plus four. They're four-point underdogs. And according to uh, according to Vegas, they're getting 81% of the action right now. 81% of bettors are betting on the Chiefs plus four, which is definitely how I would bet. And who said that the Browns would cover last week? Me, Mark Madden, the super genius. That's who. In fact, if I do do a football expert segment... I'm going to start 1-0, because I said it would be. Let's go to Mark in Louisiana. Mark, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? Hey, uh, do you think Matt Murray's going to have like a really big bounce-back season? Because my personal thoughts are he really wasn't able to get into a groove last season with the death of his father and then him getting injured when he came back. If you, if you, if you look at the timeline of Murray's season... Uh, the death of his father affected him profoundly. They were very close, and I, I, I felt and still feel for for Muzz in that regard. Because I'll be honest, uh, my mother passed away in in two thousand six, and uh, here we are twelve years later. And I'll be blunt, I'm still not over it in a lot of ways because we were so close. But uh, Muzz, you know, took time off for the death of his father as he should have. Then he came back and he got into a little bit of a groove, but then he got hurt, and another interruption to his groove proved to be costly. And even though I don't think Matt stunk, I don't think he blew the playoff series, I don't think he was as good as he wanted to be. I completely agree with you on that. And, um, also, and I am very was... confident he'll bounce back. I think Matthew Murray is a top-five goaltender in the league, just like I think Chris Letang is a top-five defenseman in the league. I completely agree with you. Do you, do you think that the uh, backup goaltender situation is also uh... – up for grabs right now? Yes, I, I do. I, I know it is. They are seeing this as an open competition. All right. Thank you, sir. Let's go real quick to Mark and Louise. Wait, the other guy hung up? Well, the hell with him. 412-333-9939. Okay, this will be one of those breaks where I do kind of switch off because the nausea is overwhelming. You know, that's one thing about antibiotics. Antibiotics will cure what they're supposed to, but the road there sucks rectum. In my case, literally, I think. I mean, I just feel so like so lightheaded and awful right now. And like, I forget what the doctor said. You know, they they told me about no the pharmacist. The pharmacist told me about the side effects of the uh, the antibiotic I'm I'm taking. He said, "Well, you might get you know a little bit groggy if you if you get up quickly, you'll get dizzy." And I go, "Was okay to drive?" And he like kind of shrugs his shoulder. Goes, "I think one hundred five ninety X." Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Nice talking to you, Mark. Hey, so be it. Kills time. Hey, Mark, big fan. Hey, super genius. How you doing today? Getting funky like a monkey. DX at 105.9. I, I posted a video. People were mad at me about this. I posted a video on the Mark Madden page, the X website, of Gregory Polanco, and that slide where he hurt himself. And the headline is, what a dope. But the guy's played baseball his whole life. He's played professionally for nine years. And he doesn't know how to slide. And Deja, because everything 
I can't talk to Dejan about the Pirates anymore because everything comes back to drafting and developing from him. And he might be right, but it's boring. He's not often boring, but when he talks about the Pirates, he's boring because uh, Jamison Tyon could lose a leg and Dejan would blame drafting and developing. Oh, well, if he had been developed better and they had used a later-on pick on him because they could have, he would have known not to walk in the path of that lumber saw. But uh, it's just idiotic that a guy has played professionally since 09 doesn't know how to slide. Even if the organization didn't teach you, should they have to teach you? Couldn't you figure it out on your own? Because he didn't just start playing baseball in 09. He'd played it his whole life. So anyway, I got, I got the video because it's just grotesque. And if you didn't hear me talk about this yesterday, he hurt his left knee and his left shoulder. Left shoulder throwing shoulder. He needed surgery on the left shoulder because it was severely dislocated. A, who knows if his arm will ever be the same. And B, I've been told he might not even be ready for the start of next season. That's how bad the injury was. But I have no sympathy because he's a friggin' idiot. People call him El Cofe. If, if it wasn't for his innate ability, which he has not anywhere near made the most of, he'd be a barista at Starbucks. El Cofe, my ass. Uh, everybody's picking Kansas City to beat the Steelers Sunday at Heinz Field. Oh, by the way, Tyon pitched great again last uh, yesterday. You know, people are now um, extrapolating, saying, well, if Tyon and Trevor Williams, if they pitch like this next year, oh, and Joe Musgrove, even though he's not pitched that good, people like his guts. Well, then they'll be a playoff contender. Okay, thing is, those guys won't pitch that way next year. I mean, one of them might, but, you know, you can't count on middle-of-the-rotation pitchers to up their game consecutive years, let alone three of them. Uh, Everybody's picking Kansas City to beat the Steelers Sunday at Heinz Field. As I said a moment ago, Kansas City is favored, excuse me, KC is a four-point underdog, they were a five-and-a-half-point underdog, but so much money is coming in on the Chiefs that uh, the line has shrunk to four. Eighty-one percent of those betting in Vegas on that game so far have bet on Kansas City. Now, in a situation like that, when the Steelers seem to be screwed, that's when they usually win, so don't be too worried. But I still think the Steelers are rattled. I got an argument with Stan Savard about that on his show today. He says they're not rattled. I don't know. I heard a lot of bellicosity in the middle of the week about Levnott being there from some of the players. And then they go and tie Cleveland at Cleveland, blow a 21-7 lead in the fourth quarter. That sounded rattled, and it reflected rattled. So as I keep saying over and over again, not a football thing. It's not a personnel thing. My God, no, not a personnel thing. Look at that roster. That's a good roster. It's not an execution thing. The Steelers need to get their head out their rectum. Yeah, they were sloppy on Sunday, 12 penalties, 6 turnovers. If they get their head out their rectum, stuff like execution, stuff like sloppiness, it will solve itself. Now, whether or not they do get their head out their rectum, I don't know. Because like Colin Coward said, the team's culture is all over the place. Sunday's game will really tell a story. The Steelers absolutely need a win. 
and they need to push the reset button. Yeah, it's early for that, but watch the Cleveland game again, and you'll agree with me. And the Steelers obviously need a great game from Ben, although very few quarterbacks have been better at bouncing back from a bad game than the Steelers' number seven. Let's go to Baby Joker on the north side. Baby Joker, you're on with Double M. Uh, what's up, Mr. Madden? Good day. Good day. Uh, your question is, uh, what Steelers would I want to deliver season tickets? Don't the Steelers still have cheerleaders, or didn't they get No, they never did have cheerleaders. Thank you for the call. Brilliant stuff. You know what the Steelers should do? You know, and I heard, and whenever I think my show sucks, and it doesn't, it's brilliant, I'm brilliant, it's awesome. Whatever I do think my show sucks, like when the antibiotics really kick in, and I start, you know, when there's a stream of drool running from the left side of your mouth down to your nipple, you might think your show sucks. Anyway, whenever I think my show sucks, I think of stuff like this. I heard a talk show the other day, and they were debating whether at long last the Steelers should have cheerleaders. Really? You're really talking about that? Here's what I would do. If I were the Steelers, I would go out and find a bunch of fat, horse-toothed, unkempt, slutty barmaids and dress them up in Steeler tank tops, let them take the box cutters to the tank tops, make them more revealing, get them short shorts that are a couple sizes too tight, and parade them out there as the Steeler cheerleaders. The anti-cheerleaders. Let's go to Andrew. Andrew, you're on with Mark. How you doing, Mark? What's up? Hey, man, I just wanted to call. Everybody's bashing the, bashing the Steelers about last Sunday, dude. I mean, but not one person has acknowledged this. The weather they played in, I mean, Christ, it rained for three days straight. Yeah, you know you know what? I, I, I didn't notice until I saw the replay. I didn't notice that it only rained when the Steelers had the ball. <laughs> no, I'm not making excuses, but it does. No, no, you're making excuses. What else you got? I got nothing, dude. The Steelers were going to win. The Steelers are going to have a winning season. They played one game because of the rain, and everybody's freaking out, you know? Bro, bro, they, it, it's not that they played a game in the rain and lost. They played a game in the rain against arguably one of the worst teams in National Football League history, a team that had won one of its last 32 and blew a 21-7 lead and tied. Without Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield, or, you know. <laughs> what, what, is, what does that even mean? Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Sunday at Cleveland was a stink sandwich. It doesn't mean they're going to lose to Kansas City. It doesn't mean they're going to miss the playoffs. It does mean there's no excuse for how bad they were Sunday at Cleveland. Let's go to Nick in the car. Nick. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call again. I appreciate it. Um, I had another question. The the soundbite you played by Col- uh, Colin Coward the other day. Right. Brilliant. Talking about the culture. Yeah, it was fantastic. But the one thing I had a question was he kept talking about the culture. Let's say they have a miracle and they completely switch around and have a great... It wouldn't necessarily um, be a miracle, but go ahead. Well, do they still win the Super Bowl? Do they still beat New England, the New England Patriots in the playoffs if their attitude changes and they start... Well, they might. You know, I mean, it's not just about attitude. It's about getting your head out of your ass and being less sloppy. It's not about raw-raw. Well, raw. Right, not all the penalties, not all the turnovers. 
but do they still beat the great teams that they're going to be playing in the season? I don't. Think I, I got to be very blunt. I think they could have the perfect culture not beat New England in a big game. Agreed. That's what I, I think at this exactly. point, because of the matchup, I think they could have a perfect culture not beat Jacksonville in a big game. Although Blake Bortles could be the wild card, although he certainly wasn't last year twice. Well, it's too, well Fournette not being in would help the Steelers incredibly, but uh, C.Y. Hilton, I guess his name is, uh, he's pretty good, right? Well, I think the big factor there actually is that if Fournette is available... Jacksonville is one of the few teams that can pound the ball on the ground and limit the time the Steelers' offense is on the field, although what the Steelers got 42 points last year anyway. Yeah, that and was Jalen Ramsey. That Bell actually did well. Jalen Ramsey, too. Yes, absolutely. Thank, Thank you for the call. Not only is antibiotics making me groggy, they're giving me reflux. Like, every five seconds, sounds like I'm burping on the air, like, like some bloated, well, I am bloated, but let's go to Andrew in the car. Andrew, you're on with Double M. You were talking with EK yesterday about the Penguins' upcoming season, yes. and you talked about how Matt Murray was primed for a like a bounce back year. And I agree with you; he could be again an elite goalie in a league. But if he misses, let's say a significant point, okay, the guys that... phone oh, goodbye. Uh, no, I mean, like, how many times do I have to say the same thing before some of you listen and interpret and remember? The only problem I have, my only worry with Matthew Murray is him getting hurt because he gets hurt. But maybe he won't. He hasn't always. You know, if you look at his long-term, dating back to junior A, it's about a 50-50 shot he's going to miss significant time with an injury. And uh, the one time he did, they won the cup anyway. Flurry came in and played great, but Flurry ain't there no more. 412-333-9939. It's the Mark Madden Show. We're in the home stretch. I want you to call because I just don't have that much new material left for the rest. You know what's weird? I thought about this. Here's a, here's a show philosophy quirk I thought about. More people listen to the show as the show is older. Like more people listen to the 5 o'clock hour than the 3 o'clock hour. Would I be better like preparing the show backwards, like having my hottest material for the 5 o'clock hour? But what I generally do is I generally recycle 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. So don't forget I said anything. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You people wouldn't understand that because you don't have groins. You're a funny guy. That is very funny. Don't interrupt me. The X at 105.9. Wow, did you hear that ad? Abigail Mack, who's been, well, we've done podcasts. She was on the show, I think, back when we were allowed to do that. I'll be honest. I don't even do the podcast anymore. It's too much extra work for no return. But uh, Abigail Mack is super hot, and if you haven't seen her, go to see her at the Spearmint Rhino uh, Friday and Saturday. I'll definitely drop down to see her. She's that hot. I never go to uh, gentlemen's clubs anymore, but she's worth seeing. She's been doing some work for a website called blacked.com, and there's a common thread in all the scenes in that site, but I I can't quite put my finger on on what it is, but she does some amazing stuff at blacked.com, including... Well, I hope Mrs. R is not listening. Including, check this out, two men in a dumpster. Kind of on a dumpster. I think at one point it spills over in the dumpster. Uh, Here's a tweet from Mark. 
I got to disagree with what you said about the tie at Cleveland. The team we tied on Sunday was not the team that went 1-31 the past two years. It's not the worst team. This was an entirely different team. I bet they win six games this year, and the bottom line is their defense is good. Well, they haven't won any games so far. Most of that game, they sure looked to me like the team that went 1-31 over the last two years. And until they prove they're better, as far as I'm concerned, they are not. And there's no excuse for the Steelers tying that game, especially not for blowing a 21-7 lead in the fourth quarter. Let's say that it is a 6-10 team. I'll be generous. Let's say the Browns do go 6-10 this year. Well, you don't want to blow a 21-7 lead in the fourth quarter to a 6-10 team. Never mind a 1-31 team. Let's go to Tony in Clinton. Tony, you're on with Mark. Hello, Mr. Madden. Hello. I have a question for you. I know they're not going to do it, but if in the case if they did let Lev Bell go and you say somebody could pick them up right away, how would that money work? Um, would they just start paying them $850,000 a game, like right off the get? And how could Le'Veon Bell would have to sign the franchise tag with the Steelers before they could trade him. If they released him, if they yanked the tag, then he's a free agent and would be uh, able to accept the best offer from whatever team. And I don't think for this year it would be 855 k per team, per game rather. I don't think he'd get that much. But he could sign late in the season with a team like New England and maybe maybe grab a Super Bowl. I'm not even sure but, he'd care about that, but he could do it. But what would they have to pay him? I mean, would he have to agree to Okay, I'll say lower? it really slowly this time. <laughs> I get you. You need to listen. Seriously, you need to listen. How far did you go in school? All the way. Like, did you get a college degree? No. Did you graduate from high school? Yes. What was your grade point average? I don't know, four point zero. Yeah. What call? What, yeah. <laughs> what high school? What high school did you go to? No. What What I was asking. What high school did you go to? How, how, how can a team? What high school did you go to? West Allegheny. It's not even really a high school. Thank you for the call. Actually, I have some friends who went there. I better shut up. No, like I tried to tell uh, Numbnuts there, and he wouldn't listen. If they yank the franchise tag, he becomes a free agent. And then he signs for the best offer. Let's go to Tyler in the car. Tyler, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. What's up? Hey, I just want to get your quick opinion on Vince Williams in the middle, how you think he played. You know, that's actually a very good question, Tyler. Um, he led the team in tackles at Cleveland. Did you know that? But the, not not solo, and yes, I did know that. Okay, but overall tackles, so he was involved. Yep. It's fair yep, to say he was involved, right? Yep. But sometimes a guy leads the game in tackles when they run right at him because they think he's vulnerable. Right. That I said, I, I thought Vince played okay. I didn't see him make any gratuitous mistakes. Did you? I did. Um, well, go ahead. Tell me. I'd, right I'd love to blame him. Well, me too. Um, I, I saw a lot of him hitting the – my biggest thing with Vince is his – He's very bad at shedding the block, and often he doesn't see the block coming, and he's often blocked into the wrong hole very easily and taken out of the play. The other thing that I saw a lot with him when he's in coverage is he just stares down the quarterback, and there's one play where the ball kind of flops up, and he was standing right where the ball was, but because he's reading, which part of his job, I understand. Tyler, you really really do dislike him because you broke it down pretty thoroughly. I, I will say this for him, and I watched the game twice. 
I didn't see him miss any tackles. I didn't see tackles get broken. I thought the Steelers in general tackled pretty well, didn't you? Overall, yeah. Yeah, I was impressed. Which in those, as long as we're going to blame the conditions for the tie, let's give the Steelers credit for tackling pretty well in those conditions. You know, everything you described about Vince Williams, I believe you, but what are your expectations? He's kind of average. It sounds to me like he played a kind of average game. Yep, I, I completely agree. My only thing is I'm thinking about when we do play for Kansas City, for example, you have somebody with Tyree Kill with that speed coming across the middle. You have Well, now, uh, don't you worry. Don't worry for a second well, about Vince Williams missing the tackle on Tyree Kill. He no, won't no, get no, close no, enough not, to him to do that. Right, agreed. Um, but then you have you have the, the tight end you know, that you have to worry about. You have a stud tight end in Kansas City. So I'm just worried about those types of teams and us just being eliminated from, you know, Super Bowl contention. That, I'm not worried about a day-to-day. <laughs> they they will not be eliminated this Sunday. Thank you for the call. Uh, I think uh, what, what basically you said in so many words is this Kansas City game will be a litmus test. They need to bounce back from that horrible game uh, on Sunday at Cleveland because it was a horrible game. By anybody's estimation, that was one of the worst performances in the National Football League this week and one of the worst by the Steelers in a long time. You know when I get a lot of tweets about people saying, you're so mean to people because I just questioned that guy's education. You know what it reminds me of? I'm watching the Larry Sanders show all the way through on the treadmill. I'm in the last year, and he just, you know, he's being forced out by the network, and Larry just announced he's you know, going to finish up his eight months, the contract, and then not come back. And as soon as he did that, all the changes the network made to his set, like, you know, took the desk away, changed the, the, the floral stuff, had him run through the audience to shake hands, uh, had uh, a different theme song. He changed everything back because he was going to go out, do it his way. Well, I'm not being forced on. I don't know when I'll finish this, but I can tell you one thing. I will do this show my way from now until it ends. Time to ask Mark anything, 412-333-9939. That's 412-333-9939. If you think for one second I'm going to bow to all you soft, entitled millennials, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. No one wants to hear your life story. What do you want to say on my radio show? Hey, yo, Mike. Mark, how you doing? Call me Mike. VX at 105.9. It's now time to Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood at Chapas, located in the Strip. It's the home of the Super Genius Burger. You know what? I'm going to make a pledge here. I haven't been to Chapino in so long. Once I am over this parasite, I don't want to feed the parasite a Super Genius Burger. Once I'm over the parasite, one of my first stops will be Chapino. No doubt about that. My goal now, by the way, is to resume my concert going. I'm not going to be good enough to go to Ozzy Sunday in Cleveland, but I think it's for Ozzy in October in Vegas. So I might shoot for Ozzy October Vegas. I'm debating whether to do, like, I might go for just four days. I'm debating whether or not to do the show while I'm out there. My first thought is, no! Do we have calls? We do have calls. Good. Let's go to Joe and Bell Vernon. Joe, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I just wanted to know what your thoughts on how Peterman for Buffalo has a job in the NFL and Colin Kaepernick does not. Isn't he an upgrade to at least a Peterman? You would think, but uh, he's not a giant pain in the ass. Like, like Peterman's not a giant pain in the ass. I mean, you know, I wouldn't hire Kaepernick. And I think, here's the thing about Kaepernick. I think he deserves to be in the league. 
I just wouldn't hire him because he's a mediocre quarterback at best. At best mediocre. And you're hiring an excrement storm. Who needs that? For a, if, like, like, if it was Joe Montana, you know, if it was Dan Marino and he knelt uh, for the national anthem, hell, I'd go down there and kneel with him. But, but I just don't want a mediocre guy who's going to bring his own personal excrement storm with him. Don't you agree with that? I agree. I just, uh, Peterman, there's got to be better in the league. Oh, I would um, get somebody besides Nate Peterman. It just wouldn't be Colin Kaepernick. I'd probably wait till Pickett was ready. Let's go to Z-Angelo. That's a great name. Is your name really Z-Angelo? Yes, sir, it is. Hey, I have two questions for you. My first one is, do you like Pat Narduzzi? And my second one is... No! I think he's a loudmouth myself. Blowhard, loudmouth, jerk. And I say say again, I don't like anything about him. I don't like the fact that Pitt's made no progress under him. I don't like the fact that he's a loudmouth with no self-awareness. I have self-awareness. Do you think they should fire him? No, he signed through 2024. But I want to throw out there again, and I've said this before, if Pat Narduzzi and I walked into the same bar, more people would recognize me and want to engage me. And that's one thing Pat Narduzzi needs to do is get over himself. He's a college coach in a pro town. Nobody cares. Let's go to Bob and Emsworth. Bob, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I was just curious on your thoughts on the big trade in the NHL today. Eric Carlson going to the King, to uh, the Sharks, excuse me. And uh, Do you think him and uh, Brent Burns are going to be able to uh, get along? Put quite a bit of talent that, on the that's a, They got Vlasic, too, although Vlasic's more of a defensive defenseman, albeit with very good puck skills. They now have two defensemen who just follow the puck around, and that's kind of a new-age way of playing defense, and They'll be the first team, to my knowledge, have two guys who play that way. And I assume they'll both play the power play. You know, because you put Burns in the shooting position and Carlson in the playmaking position. But it's going to be a weird dynamic. And people say they're not the favorites to win the Western Conference. I'm not so sure I agree with that. You're not collecting hockey cards. You're trying to build a team. And I think the Pacioretty trade is better for Vegas than the Carlson trade is for San Jose. And that's not because Carlson's a better talent than Pacioretty. He's not. But, it, but Pacioretty's a better fit for Vegas than Carlson is for San Jose. San Jose really didn't need Carlson. Thank you for the call. My wisdom and hockey knowledge just stunned him into silence. Don't forget, tomorrow I'm at the Penguins training camp, so stop by. It's at the Lemieux Complex in Cranberry. I'll be on the air from 3 till 6. I'll be there a bit beforehand as well. Let's go to Josh and Gibsonia. Josh. Mark, have you ever watched uh, Man in High Castle on Netflix? Not yet, but I should. Everybody says it's great. It, is it on Netflix now? I thought it was on Amazon Prime. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Amazon Prime. You see, that's the thing. I don't, know, I, I don't know how to get Amazon Prime on my TV. I don't have it hooked up to my computer. And I'm not one to watch stuff on a computer screen unless it's porn. I mean, I'm not one to watch stuff on a computer screen, period. Yeah. Well, that, when you get a new TV, usually that stuff has it on there. I heard it's really good, right? I watched the first season. It was great. I like. You know it. what I gotta watch that's on on demand right now is GBSS. It's about it's another alternate history with the Germans winning World War II. It revolves around the SS Bureau in London. What's that on? I think it's on Showtime, but it's on on demand, so you can watch it on uh, whatever uh, Xfinity cable, which is what I have.
Let's go to Josh in Carlo University. Josh, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Uh, I'm one of those soft millennials. What can I do to harden up? Uh, stop taking offense at everything. That's my main complaint about soft millennials. They take offense at everything. Look at Norm MacDonald. His career might be over because he made an ill-advised joke. Okay, I'll do that. Stop taking offense at everything. Nobody cares if your feelings are hurt. It's like my mother used to say. When you laugh, the world laughs with you. When you cry, I'll give you something to cry about, little bastard. Actually, she never said that. That's a Jeff Goldblum line from, uh, what's that great movie? Oh, my God, it's a great movie. Uh, the Great White Hype. Samuel L. Jackson, Peter Berg, the boxing movie, fantastic. And here's a little-known trivia question. When did Mark Madden first see The Great White Hype? Well, I'll tell you. I was in New York. This is a tremendous story. I was in New York to cover the Penguins and Rangers in the 1996 playoffs. Hotel rooms were scarce. I sure didn't want to room with Dave Molinari as much as I love Dave. I was with the Post-Gazette then. So my friend from wrestling, Missy Hyatt, stayed at a, at a Bronstone in Manhattan. And even though it resulted in zero action for me, I stayed with her because we were friends. In fact, uh, I, I, I regret having lost touch with most wrestling people. I do regret having lost touch with Missy, although I do follow her on Twitter. So anyway, Missy was acquaintances with Peter Nedved, with the Penguins. So on an off night, okay, I had to leave the apartment so Missy could have sex with Peter Nedved, so I went down the street and watched The Great White Hype. I told that story in very, I, I never point blank said that they had sex, but the best part was uh, when, when, when Peter knocked on the door, I answered. And he knew me, obviously, just didn't know I knew Missy. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to see a movie. She'll explain. Let's go to Tom and Erwin. Tom. Ask Mark anything. If you were a woman, would you wear a tampon or use a maxi pad, do you think? That is, without a doubt, the worst ever Ask Mark Anything question. Probably a maxi pad. What a way to wrap up the show when I'm nauseous from antibiotics. Only one thing can save me now. Hair on. No, I'm kidding. 105.90X.